I am Grandpa, and I love you. I'm Grandma, and I love you too. Welcome to our podcast, Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. We share some stories that will make you laugh. We share stories that might make you cry. And we share stories that will give you courage to choose the right. And these bedtime stories will help you to dream sweet dreams. So get on your pajamas and say your prayers. Turn out the light and hear our story tonight. Good evening. This is Grandpa Edward Jeffrey Hill, and tonight we will continue a bedtime story about having fun, being creative, and sometimes doing things that some people might think are just a little bit crazy. Sometimes we are too responsible and choose not to do things that are creative and kind of crazy and would be really fun. Now, certainly there are crazy things you should not do. It would be crazy to rob a bank, and you should not rob a bank. But being creative and a little bit crazy is fun, and sometimes makes life a little happier. It is good to be responsible. However, along with being responsible, it is good to be creative, have fun, and perhaps do some things that are a little bit crazy. It is a good thing to be unique in a good way. On with the story. When I was four years old, my family, consisting of my dad, Edward Iring Hill, and my mom, Ladine Jones Hill, and my brother, Scott Emery Hill, moved to a huge, beautiful, three-bedroom, one-bath, 1,200-square-foot house overlooking Monterey Bay. Dad paid $17,000 for this house in 1957, which he thought was excessive. This home's value in 2023, according to Zillow.com, is $1,409,000. Back in 1957, we could afford that house on Dad's teacher's salary. Mom stayed at home and didn't even earn a salary. To afford this house today, in 2023, you would need the salaries of about five school teachers. With a home of our own, we got to do lots of yard work. Dad taught me to mow the lawn when I was very young, but that's another story. In summer, we started to go to Santa Cruz Beach and boardwalk two or three times a week. We would wake up in the morning and there would be thick fog, but we knew that by about noon the fog would burn off, and then we would head to the beach. Every morning we had jobs we had to do. Going to the beach was great motivation to get our jobs done. If we got our jobs done, we could go to the beach. I learned that playtime is sweeter if the work is already done. Amazingly, it took only about five minutes to drive to the beach from our home, and in those days, at least on weekdays, the beach was not crazy crowded. In the sand by where the waves were breaking, we could make sandcastles or play in the waves. Dad liked to body surf, and he taught me how to body surf. Body surfing is like surfing, except without a surfboard. You try to swim on top of the wave and ride it into shore. Sometimes we like to lay out in the sun and take a little nap while we got tanned. All these things weren't even a little bit crazy. Everybody did it. But now I'll tell you about a creative and crazy thing I like to do. The creative and crazy thing I like to do at the beach was to collect sand crabs and bring them home. I never wanted to eat sand crabs. It never occurred to me. That would be too crazy. I thought it was so fun to dig in the wet sand right where the ocean would roll up and feel those sand crabs tickling my hand. 
I loved it. Each time I would grab one or two of the sand crabs and put them in my sand pail. A sand pail is like a little bucket designed to put sand in. In my sand pail, I would put a bunch of sand and some ocean water and, of course, the sand crabs that I caught. And here's the crazy thing. I wanted to take these sand crabs home to be my pets. I would think of names for them and ask them how they were doing. And I would tell them about the fun things we would do together when we got home. That was creative and a little bit crazy. For some crazy reason, Mom and Dad actually let me bring the sand crabs home in my pail with sand and water. At home, I would dump the sand crabs out and count them as they wriggled and jiggled. Then I would put them back in the sand pail. And then, just to make sure I had counted them right, I would pour them out again and count them again. If I got the same number, I would relax, and that night I'd be able to fall fast asleep. But if I got a different number, I would be a little anxious and count them again. I didn't want to lose one. So I counted them again until I had gotten the same number three times in a row. Then I could go to sleep without a problem. Of course, Mom wasn't crazy. If I had wanted to eat the sand crabs, she wouldn't have let me. But I never wanted to eat the sand crabs. I just wanted them to be my pets. Mom also wasn't crazy because she wouldn't let me bring the sand crabs into the house. Every time, I was a little disappointed when Mom wouldn't let me bring my pet sand crabs into the house. I wanted to cry and throw a fit. But then I remembered something I had learned. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. When Mom would say I couldn't bring the sand crabs into the house, I wouldn't yell and scream and throw a tantrum. I would just listen to a little voice inside that said, You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Do you know what would have happened if I had thrown a fit? Can you guess? Well, I'll tell you what would have happened. The next time we went to the beach, Mom would not even let me bring the sand crabs home. So I did not throw a fit. Mom wouldn't even let me bring the sand crabs into the garage. I had to keep them all the way outside. I made a nice little sand crab house in a cardboard box by the walkway next to the garage on the east side of the house. That's where I would count them and talk to them and play with them. When I went to bed, something crazy would happen to my sand crabs. Every night, all of my sand crabs would disappear. Every night, just before going to bed, I would say goodnight to my pet sand crabs. But in the morning when I woke up and I would go to say good morning to my pet sand crabs, they would be gone. There would not be a single sand crab left in my sand pail. There would just be a little crusty sand, but no sand crabs. No, not one. I always wondered about that. I often thought that sand crabs were very smart to escape from my sand pail and disappear without a trace. But when I got older, I got suspicious. Do you know what suspicious means? You're right. You are so smart. Suspicious means having or showing a cautious distrust of someone or something. I became suspicious that those crabs weren't really escaping my sand pail on their own. What do you think happened? I think you're right. I thought that mom or dad or both of them snuck outside while I was asleep, 
put my sand crabs in a bag and took them back to the ocean each night so they could be set free. Is that what you think happened? Well, I'm not sure what happened, but I am sure that I had so much fun going to the beach and playing with sand crabs and doing something creative and a little crazy. And I'm so grateful that my parents, your great-grandparents, Edward Iring Hill and Ladine Jones Hill, took me to the beach so often so that I could have fun with my brother and with my sand crabs. And I am appreciative that they let me be creative and a little crazy and bring home my pet sand crabs so I could have even more fun. It is good to have fun in good ways. I suspect all of this was more fun for my brother and me than it was for my parents. After having 12 children of my own, I know that these fun times require lots of planning and energy and work from parents so that their children can do things that are creative and a little crazy and have lots of fun. I hope you will say thank you to your parents whenever they take you to do something fun, like go to the beach, play pickleball or hike or go for a walk, or watch a movie and eat pizza. There's one other thing from this time for which I have a clear memory. It was on the Santa Cruz boardwalk when I was four, and my dad did something that I think really was crazy. The Santa Cruz boardwalk is an amusement park, like a very small Six Flags or Disneyland. There were some rides and lots of fun things to do. The Santa Cruz boardwalk was famous because it had a giant wooden roller coaster that was built in 1924 and called the Giant Dipper. Since that time, more than 66 million people have taken a roller coaster ride on the Giant Dipper. In 1957, anyone of any height and any age could go on this giant roller coaster. Can you guess what the crazy thing was that my dad did? Well, he decided that I, as a four-year-old, would love going with him on the Giant Dipper. It looked fun to me, and so he bought his tickets and we stood in line. We snaked through the line under the structure of the roller coaster. Each time the train came back and forth, the whole structure creaked and shook. I started to get a little anxious because I could see how fast the roller coaster went and how much it dipped up and down. I didn't know then, but I do know now why this ride was called the Giant Dipper. It was because of all the giant dips along the path of the roller coaster. We got to the platform to board the train, but my dad held back because he wanted us to sit in the very front car. On the next pass of the train, we got on, and I was pretty scared. Then it wasn't so bad because the roller coaster climbed slowly up to the top with the click, 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 click of the chains that pulled that heavy roller coaster up. The view was fantastic. I could see over the whole beach area as well as the ocean and some sailboats and fishing boats out in the ocean. In those days, there were many immigrants from Italy who were fishermen in Santa Cruz. Some of their children were my very good friends in school. At the top of the roller coaster, we hesitated and then plunged down at more than 60 miles an hour. All of a sudden, I was totally terrified. 
I felt something in my stomach that I had never felt before. I felt like I must be going to die. I screamed as loud as I could, and I wasn't alone. Lots of others on the roller coaster were screaming, too. My dad wasn't screaming. In fact, he put his hands up in the air and laughed heartily. I was worried he might fall out of that roller coaster. After going down the first giant dip, we raced up the next uphill, slowed down until we reached the top. Then down we went again. There were so many ups and downs, the ride seemed like it lasted forever. Would it ever end? In truth, it was only one half mile long and lasted only one minute and 52 seconds. But to me, it seemed like we traveled on the giant dipper all the way to the big dipper in the sky and that it lasted an eternity. When we returned to the platform and the roller coaster jerked to a stop, I could not breathe. Dad asked me, how did you like it, Jeff? I didn't say anything because I couldn't breathe. Then he asked me, do you want to go again? Finally, I caught my breath. But the only thing I could say was, no, 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 no. Soon after this experience, there was a terrible accident with a four-year-old on the Giant Dipper. After that, they made it you had to be eight years old to ride that roller coaster. And now, if you ride the Giant Dipper in Santa Cruz... You can be of any age, but you have to be 48 inches tall. Most people that tall are about eight years old or older. After this experience, I never wanted to ride a roller coaster again for many, many years. However, I started riding roller coasters again when I was in high school, though they kind of made me sick. Now, however, I love, love, love roller coasters. There is no roller coaster that's too scary for me. If you ever go to an amusement park with me, I will ride as many roller coasters as you want all day long if you want. Ask your parents if they have ever ridden the Giant Dipper in Santa Cruz. And if you are ever in Santa Cruz and you are at least 48 inches tall, you must, you just must ride the Giant Dipper. It's a little crazy, but very fun. Well, that's enough craziness for tonight, but I hope you will remember that being creative and a little bit crazy is fun and sometimes make life a little happier. It's good to do new things that may be a little scary and a little crazy. Remember, it is a good thing to be unique in a good way. That's all for tonight. Sweet dreams. And may you dream of a roller coaster tonight. We hope you enjoyed tonight's bedtime story. We hope you felt our love for you. And we hope you will have sweet dreams tonight. We love you so much.